Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our examination of the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's really amazing how much of the Gospels consist of how Jesus taught using parables. And so we're just doing really a surface overview. We could get very, very in-depth with so many of these and just think upon them, reflect upon them. And it's not so much that there's deeper, profounder thoughts, but there is the idea of, Lord, what is it that you're trying to say to us in a different, uh, at different levels, okay? This one is in Luke 16. We've just looked at Luke uh, 14 and 15. We've seen several parables. And it says this in verse 1. Now, Jesus was also saying to the disciples... So Jesus is continuing to speak. And you remember the context in chapter 15 where he'd been invited to a party. They tried to set him up. The Pharisees had. It had been a gathering. And all that happened. And I've gone over that several times. So now we're just sort of going with the flow here. Remember that Luke is writing his account chronologically. That's what he said. So he's just sort of giving an account of some things right here. Now Jesus is speaking this, saying to the disciples. Now this parable... It's really interesting. It's sort of a longer one, too. How long is this thing? It's 13 verses long. And uh, you'll be familiar with it, but, boy, there's some things in this thing that I still don't quite understand what's being said. I know what the big principle is, and the reason I know that is because Jesus tells us, <coughs> excuse me, he tells us at the end of it. And so um, let's just read this and see what we might see. So Jesus is saying this to his disciples. There was a rich man who had a manager. And this manager was reported to him as squandering his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an accounting of your management, for you can no longer be manager. The manager said to himself, What shall I do? Since my master has taken the management away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. So let me just stop right here. You see what's going on? A rich man has a manager. He's getting a bad report from people about what this manager is doing with his possessions. He's squandering his possessions. So he calls the manager in. He says, hey, I want you to give an account of your management. And by the way, you're no longer the manager, which is sort of interesting. You would think somebody would say, I want an account of your management. Then after getting that account of the management, then getting rid of him or just flat out getting rid of him and then uh, finding out the account on your own. But he said, no, he's going to give an account of the management and that you're not going to be the manager anymore. So the man knows this. So the man says, what am I going to do? This management's been taken away from me. I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm too prideful to beg. Verse 4, I know what I shall do so that when I'm removed from the management, people will welcome me into their homes. So we see from the beginning what the motivation of this guy is. You know, different people call it this. uh, Some people refer to this person is being the dishonest manager well okay uh, some people call him the shrewd manager because he's and jesus is actually going to refer to him in that way shortly so just watch what he does he knows he needs to do something to take care of his future so he's going to do something that when he's removed from this position he'll still be welcome into people's homes he wants to be welcome into their home why welcome in their home well maybe to eat 
but probably for business practices. In other words, not burning the bridges behind him, not slamming the doors behind him because of what he had done on behalf of his masters. So verse 5, he summoned each of his master's debtors, and he began saying to the first, how much do you owe my master? Now, again, you know, you don't want to analyze too deeply each one of the details of a parable, but, you know, you do want to pay attention to it. Notice what he does. He summons the master's debtors, okay? And he starts with the first one. He says, how much do you owe my master? Well, you know, if he's the manager of his master's assets, he should know how much they owed. And, you know, he very well may have known. I'm not saying he didn't, but that question is interesting. He's asking, how much do you owe? And in the way that he's described at the beginning that he squandered his master's possessions, it makes us sort of think that, well, maybe he just wasn't keeping as close an account as he should have of things. So he asked this first guy, how much do you owe my master? And the guy responded, a hundred measures of oil. And he said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and write 50. Okay. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write 80. So why is he doing this? Well, let's just read a couple more verses. And his master praised the unrighteous manager. Here he's called unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the sons of this age are more shrewd in relationship to their, their own kind than the sons of light. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? So what did this guy do? This guy comes along. <coughs> he realizes he's got a problem here. So he calls me and he says, here's what I'm going to do. You owe 100 whatever measures of oil. Let's discount it. Sit down right now. Write, take your bill and write out 50 measures to me right now and we'll consider it to be settled. Guy with 100 measures a week, do the same but write 80 and we'll consider it to be settled. You know, businesses do that all the time. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I actually had something happen like at one time we had a, uh, a hospital bill. And you know, hospitals are usually pretty cool. They'll let you pay $100 a month the rest of your life to get it paid off, right? So I had one of those kind of things going and it paid on it for years. And I get a call one day and the guy says, uh, hey, Mr. Moore, uh, you know, we'd like to offer you the, you know, the ability to pay this off. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like, I think I still owed 1500 on it. Let's say that. And they said, we'll let you pay it off for 800 right now. Well, you know, I went, oh, I'm thinking that's a great deal. And it is a great deal. If I'd had the 800 <laughs> right? So I told him, I said, well, you know, I thank you for the offer. And then I started laughing. I said, uh, y'all need a little cash flow, huh? And he says, yeah. Well, that's exactly what you just need a little cash flow. Nothing wrong with that. It's just the realities of the marketplace and of life. But then I asked him, I said, um, will this offer stand uh, for whenever I can do it? And he said, that, well, uh, he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, if you find yourself at some time in the future, uh, let me know. And so, you know, I don't remember exactly what the details were. It was down many, many months down the road. I think I owed maybe 800 on it then. And I called him. I said, hey, would you take 400 for it? And the guy went, yeah. And so I, I saved up and got $400, and I paid him $400. He was happy to get that cash, you know. <clears throat> and then it wound up being effectively a discount, right? Nothing wrong with that kind of thing. It's, it's a practice within business. <clears throat> well, this guy was doing that, and his master praised him for it. Well, why would the master praise him for it? <clears throat> There's a couple things going on. He praised him because he acted shrewdly. Okay? He acted shrewdly in the midst of this. 
Even though he hadn't been righteous before in his handling of things, he was acting shrewdly now. The master got the bulk of what was owed to him. Okay, he still got the bulk of what was owed to him. And there were no bridges burned. Okay, he still had the clients. He still had the customer. The unrighteous, shrewd manager here still had entry into the people's lives, even though he wasn't going to be manager anymore. <clears throat> and what Jesus said about this was that the sons of this age are more shrewd in their relationship to their kind than the sons of light. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, that's one of those questions that just when I think I understand all it means, there's <clears throat> even more comes to mind. I don't know all the totality of it. But I do know Jesus was saying this. Even the world knows how to handle some things like this and does things shrewdly. And he's going to be telling his people, his disciples, remember he's speaking to his disciples here, that you're going to have to act shrewdly, but you need to be aware of what's going on and don't get caught up in some things. Well, what are the things that he's, that he's talking about? When you get to the end of it, my time's ending right now, so let me just tell you what, at the end, and then we'll look at it again next episode, he's warning them about the idea that you can't serve God and wealth at the same time. That's where he's going with this. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah. You see what's happening here with this now, right? <clears throat> yeah. So he says, the people of the world are more shrewd in the relationship they're kind than the sons of light are. You know, we're not as shrewd, don't think quite that way. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll continue looking at this in the next episode. Goodbye.